What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Thanksgiving week for all you uh, United States folks. Uh, steaks? <laughs> That's yeah. accurate. If I'm you not love, argue. <laughs> if you love a side of beef, this is the episode for you guys. <laughs> A port loin. Like, or, like a side of beef. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. With your bird. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day is on Thursday, this Thursday. Thursday, uh, Thursday. <laughs> and just to give you guys kind of a heads up, um, this is going to be the only episode we have for this week, so this Monday. Um, if you haven't listened to any of our, some of our older stuff, I would highly recommend to do that on Thursday or fill it in throughout the week, you know, just to catch up if you want. Uh, some of the really old ones are horrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we've progressed. Uh, but, they're uh, all pretty great. Yeah, they're all bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So <laughs> this week is Thanksgiving's week. So Thanksgiving week. God, man, I am just fucked up <laughs> so we will not have an episode on thursday but you know we hope you understand this will be a pretty jam-packed episode we're gonna do our shots we're gonna skip the news this week and we'll come back and fill you in with a heavy segment of maybe news or something um and then we're gonna jump into two movies for our melt giving and we're gonna be talking about thanks killing which is britney's pick yes and street trash which is my pick <laughs> So this is kind of like a grab bag episode. Usually we try to, like, you know, pair a movie with another movie. We're not doing that this time. No, we grab the turkey by its balls and we're yeah. just like, this is how we're doing we're it. We're like, we're going to have ice cream and vodka right now. Yeah. Like, or what is it? Because I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> I can do what I want. <laughs> or I'm going to have a fucking shrimp cocktail I'm going to have chocolate and sushi right now because yeah, that's, that's the way that's it is. That's what I did in Vegas. So <laughs> I had eggs, Benedict, oh, and yeah, shrimp cocktail. Uh, we're going to... Pretty much just jump right into our shot. So I think it's about that time, Brittany. No, it's not. Horror shots! So because we're watching Street Trash as one of the two movies other than Thanks Killing, which we were going to do two shots, by the way, guys. But we decided to cut it back a little bit because we kind of want to do these shots up a little bit better each time. And we keep saying that, but it's like, I only have so much time, you know? I can't do a photo shot for a goddamn drink! <laughs> no, I want to, though, because Not I feel... Every week. Yeah. You don't want to overproduce things, you know? Because, you know, I, I don't love know. overproduction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to be doing a shot themed around street trash. And it's going to be simple as this, Tenafly Viper. 
So I yeah. actually have a bottle I took, and I I took a Jägermeister. No, uh, he actually just found an actual bottle of Viper. It exists. Go yeah, there you go. It. I found it. I went into the movie into one of our segments <laughs> where we went into. It was called the uh, Dimension Files, where we Dimension. went into. We could like we found Michael Jackson's glove. Right. And any movie that you touched with it brought you into that movie. This is also where we got our crystal skull that we draw our names out of yeah. for grave plots. She's every right. Week. That wasn't even a story, guys. That was a fucking real life accounting. <laughs> Actually, happened. yeah. We met Andy from Child's Play, and he was a little freak baby. This is weird. <laughs> I want my mommy. He was a little freak baby. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it was good. I don't care. Uh, so we d- we got some ingredients that uh, are kind of bringing back some memories. Uh, I don't know if they're always so fond, but... No, they're not. Um, so one of the three ingredients that we have here is Everclear. Mm. Yeah. Everclear, <laughs> guys. Taking it back. Taking it back. <laughs> Who wants some fucking... To garbage juice. Garbage juice. Jungle juice. Or... Garbage juice. Garbage juice. Oh, my God. We got to do that movie now. Okay. Silent Night 2. 2? Yeah. And then do Garbage Juice. There we go for Christmas. And we'll say, Garbage Juice! Yeah! Okay, write uh, that down. Everybody's like, wow, you guys are really cringy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, so basically, I, it's hard to kind of give you an idea of how much I put in here, so I'm going to have to remake this in a way uh, to really give you the full ingredients, but basically you're going to want to pour about a shot into a cup, like a, like a two-cup cup. <laughs> like two cups of liquid could fit into like it. Two girls in one cup cup. So you pour one shot of Everclear. You're going to fill up the cup with ice. Also, we have Curacao. I said it right for the first time. I am so excited yeah. for you. <laughs> and then we also have got grape juice, like the purple kind. Purple drink. So if you've done it successfully, it should be like a purpley green hue, blue sort of thing going on. Like a really deep blue kind of. I don't know. Anyway. So, we mixed these ingredients together. Brittany was like, you better be careful with that Everclear. Yeah, well, please don't kill me. Oh, I like the color. It's pretty. Well, if you mix it if you mix it properly, it shouldn't be a problem. But I figure, like, one shot of Everclear is probably, like, two and a half, three shots. Like, three shots, pretty much. I don't math, but that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't math. I don't math. <laughs> All right. How did I already drip it on myself? So should we cheers to anything? Happy Thanksgiving? Yeah, actually, Something? happy Thanksgiving. I want to give a real quick uh, hello to my best friend, Jenny. This oh, yeah. is for you. <laughs> she hates that. Love you. <laughs> so, so sorry, Jenny. I tried to tell her not to. Whatever. You told me to do it. <laughs> if I'm getting, it was my if idea, I'm actually. Punched, if I'm getting punched, you're getting punched, too. <laughs> yeah, I probably will, though. All, All right. right. Cheers to you guys. Ha- hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Cheers. If you celebrate. Happy Turkey Ham Day. That's good. It's actually not bad. I don't I like know if it. I tasted anything. Did you taste anything? A little bit. Oh, God. Oh, God. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My fingers pop like rainbows, like colors start splitting. Alex, you look like a melted box of crayons. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. All right, guys. Oh, guys. <laughs> Is there more? I want another one. Oh, you want another one? Okay. Yeah. Let's, do, let's finish let's it go. off. Fuck it. Let's fuck it up. We're going to get fucking wrecked. <laughs> we only have to record one episode today. So, it's so weird. I can't taste it. Like, I don't know if it's because I got a cold or my allergies are fucked up right now. That one was a little stronger. Really? For me, it was, yeah. Well, guys, if if you want to try this non-tasting drink, 
Uh, <laughs> Please do. Yeah, no, no, it's delicious, but I can't tell because my allergies or something. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because last week's was god fucking awful, so. Well, yeah. Well, if you would like to try this delicious treat, <laughs> all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots. And do that now. Right now. Check out the picture that we did, too, the yeah. sexy photo shoot we tried to do. Super sexy. Yeah, we haven't done it yet, technically. There's but... so many boobs in this picture. <laughs> so many tits. Just a lot of asses and boobs. Ass and titties. <laughs> but that's it for Horror Shots. Horror Shots! I think what we're going to do now, guys, is jump into our flesh and potatoes segment of... Melskiving! All right, guys, so get ready, because it's time to slap your grandma with a fistful of mashed potatoes and fuck a turkey. All right, after much laughter and several retakes of listening to that, <laughs> we now know that my parents are disappointed in me. <laughs> and so is my grandmother, who has passed away. <laughs> if there isn't heaven, I've been clearly locked out. You're locked out. <laughs> Your ticket's been Let remote. me in, Grandma! Fuck you, Sonny! Yeah, yeah. She's all rapping and shit up there. She's like a rap god. Oh my god, I think so. Anyway, guys, we're getting carried away here. It's the fucking grain, I'm telling you. We're gonna wrestle trash cans and shit in here. <laughs> wrestle trash cans. Get, get a gash on our arm and just like pass out as we're recording. <laughs> that actually happened to one of my friends, by the way. Who fucking figures. <laughs> Not well, he wasn't recording a podcast, but he passed out because he got his arm gashed open. Anyway, was it from blood loss. So movies, <laughs> so movies. So we had two movies. Uh, I think it's probably best to start out Meltskiving. Meltskiving with uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'm fine with that. All right, guys. So my my pick for this week was Thanksgiving, which was released in 2009. Booyah! Booyah! The general concept and synopsis of this movie is, and please bear with me in my sexy turkey voice, a homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what the, the fuck? fuck is happening right now? Yeah, you guys heard me correctly. That's actually exactly what it is. It's a homicidal fucking rage turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of terribly sexist puns and kills people, and it's great. Yeah, I pretty much we're not going to be. You probably shouldn't expect uh, Shakespeare here, folks. Don't, so. guys. This is not like B movie. This is like F. Movie. It is B beautiful. It's B beautifully terrible. <laughs> That's why I picked it. <laughs> it's so bad that it's glorious in its own way. Uh, this was directed by, directed and written actually by Jordan Downey, who also voiced the homicidal turkey. Which is great. Um, some other movies he's done, mostly shorts. Um, Hack Job, Craw Lake. He did Thanks Killing 3. And he also did Critters Bounty Hunter. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Enough, like I figured you'd like to know. Isn't that. it the fan one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did the fan one, which was actually kind of cool in his own right. I remember it coming yeah. out and everybody was like, oh, "A new critters movie!" Oh, 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 and they squirted in their Jizz face everywhere. Like, yeah, came <laughs> even all the over, women, even the women came all over the faces of children, and it was terrible. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this Thanksgiving movie's got you in the mood, I guess, huh? Being dirty and dark and fucked up. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this movie's fucking depraved. It is depraved. <laughs> Um, it was awesome. <laughs> there was another writer on this movie too. There's actually two people that are two other people that are credited basically just for like dialogue. But okay, the other main writer was a guy named Kevin Stewart who's worked on the same films as Jordan Downey. Nothing really separate. <laughs> yeah, the stars nobody important. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> the biggest actress. They're all important. They're all important, and they're. they're I mean, have their moms you been a movie? Have you been in a movie? I'm like, have I been in a movie? You have not. No, I've been in a lot of videos. Yeah, me too. The one, the probably the most well-known-ish actress is Wanda Lust, who played the Naked Pilgrim, who we get a whole lot of like a minute and a half of. Uh, yeah, but she's she, a big she, porn actress. Yeah, she's got some really famous nipples. She does. Good Quite nipples. literally, they're really good nipples. Um, like dish plates. If you guys like stupid porn, check her out in uh, Mil- Milf Shakes. <laughs> Wait, MILF shakes? MILF shakes. Another is called MILF Does a Brother Good. And she's also in Cock Smoking Grannies. Jesus Christ! Those are just the three, like... Her Cock Smoking Granny star is shining bright on Hollywood. Those are just the three best titles that I picked. She's in a, like, slew of, like, other terrible porn <laughs> movies. Yeah, and don't get it twisted, guys. I have nothing against uh, people who do, no, like, I porn. Fucking love porn. I, I, I give no shits whatsoever. Yeah. I Even Mr. Porn. Hands, fuck him. Well, he got fucked, but he got you know fucked. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna go through this next part kind of quickly. Um, also stars Natasha Cordova, who played Ali, who's in um, another movie called The Final Lesson and Legend of Common or Cayman, K A M E N. That's actually the only like other feature film she did. Interestingly enough, um, it also has Lindsay Anderson, who played Kristen, who's only in one other movie called Terror Firmer. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trauma. You know, that's actually one of the movies that Guardians of the Galaxy director and Slither, why can't I think of his name? Nathan Fillion was in it, but it's James Gunn. There, okay. Yeah. James Gunn was a part of that. Yeah, sorry. It's just like one of those little oddball facts, and I'm like, I get excited about because a lot of people like Terror from her. No, that makes sense. And I'm going to do a quick side note here why we settled on Thanksgiving was because Alex wouldn't let me do poltergeist so there's that <laughs> I, you know i don't have anything against it well no I, was, I know you don't it really what it was and it wasn't even that that i didn't want to do that movie i was like trying to steer away from thanksgiving type movies right specifically because there's 10 and then everybody that we know is going to be doing those movies right. so well, it's and like specifically poltergeist everyone's going to do poltergeist right it's just going to happen so right. it's fine even though it's not technically really like thanksgiving ish Right. But still. It's going to be an interesting cover what we have for this, but I'm so excited. <laughs> it also has uh, Lance Predmore, who played Johnny. He The only other movie he's in is Elementary, An Education in Death. That's literally it, besides this. Um, and then Aaron Ringheiser Carlson, who plays Billy, who is only in Thanks Killing. That's it. That's all he's ever done. Um, and then Ryan E. Francis, who plays Darren, who is also in Saturday Night Pillow fights. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. 
Um, and the biker warrior babe versus zombie babies from hell, which yeah. I need to watch because it that doesn't amazing. even sound interesting. The pillow fight, though. The, <sighs> so this movie had a whopping budget of three thousand five hundred big ones. Booyah! Thirty five hundred dollars estimated, Fucking... which I'm really surprised because it looks like it was actually like more money well, went into it than that. There's like you know, there's big budget, there's indie, and then there's, there's micro budget. budget, and then there's baby budget. Thanksgiving budget. <laughs> There's Thanksgiving budget, <laughs> which is typically what most people who have dreams and aspirations of making a movie, right, have realistically. I still feel like it was it to me. It looks like it's more. It's was made with more money than that. Oh, yeah, I was no, really no. surprised to see it was only thirty five hundred dollars because the production value is actually pretty decent, and there is a lot of really cool scenes in it. There is a lot of really good work that's done, and I am just like. I've got some interesting thoughts. I mean, it feels so home movie esque, but. It's not. I don't I th- know. I think you'll be surprised by my opinion on this. Oh, am I going to be surprised in your opinion? Oh, you're going to be surprised. <laughs> so, tell me your thoughts. Oh. What, what did it, you uh, think? What a cue. What a cue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lead you at all. No. Well, since you asked, Brittany, personally, like when I think of movies that go, oh, I took this amount of money and turned it into this amount of money. Granted, it's no fucking Blair Witch. Okay, Blair Witch took 50, 60K and turned it into, I think it was like $300 million. Something stupid. And then a franchise on top of it. Well, sort of. like A mini franchise. To get a better understanding of how this movie is, the movie literally opens up on a titty, a nipple. And <laughs> then proceeds to follow up close on those titties and boobs, if you will, titties. of a 1629 female prig... <laughs> Priglum? Priglum. (laughs) Female pilgrim settler. And says, nice tits, bitch, and kills her with a tomahawk. Instantly, I think of such classics as, and and heartfelt sentiment as The Notebook. When I see this, I go, wow, this is a chick flick. I was wondering where you were going with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... You can't obviously take this movie seriously. And that's kind of part of its genius in a way to me. Because first of all, it's like, hey, fuck you if you don't like what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And if you're on board, we've gone to the worst part that we can do to make you go, what the fuck? One, probably to get your attention. Two, to say, scary away, little peons. (laughs) Or whoever that might not like the movie. They're like, fuck you. Like, And so... But I'll tell you what, like, honestly, though, for the movie, the amount of money that they spent, like you said, $3,500. And when I think of fucking movies, when people make movies and they want to make these movies, they think, oh, I'm going to make this like a really amazing thing. But they don't really consider the budget. So they try to make this like ultra serious movie, which you can do for $3,500 if you're an amazing writer and you have just happened upon amazing actors who just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't care about getting paid. Then you will make a really good movie. You, technically, you can. But for $3,500, these people knew what they were going to write. They were like, we're going to make some silly shit that's just going to be off the fucking wall. How can you make a movie about a killing, uh, uh, like a, a murderous turkey <laughs> and, and like make it serious? You can't. You like, can't. so they were just like, we got $3,500. Let's see what we can do with it. Exactly. What I'm basically trying to say, guys, 
is it understood itself and the concept and the writing and everything just even though it was shit acting shit writing shit fucking reality like nothing made sense it made its own mythos it's made its own world so it was able to do something really good with the budget that it had and you're either on board or you're off board when you start the movie so yeah it, it's this perfect like introduction yeah there's <laughs> like, some funny introductory shit in scene where you're just like you're gonna like this or you're not i don't know there's a there's a lot of like redeeming qualities throughout it that make it worth watching it's only like a little over an hour it's worth the time <laughs> just fucking watch it because it's fucking hilarious dude if you want to be inspired don't by a movie. movie no 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 <laughs> fuck that if you want to be inspired watch this movie i agree because they know what they they knew their own self well enough to know what they could do. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. Like this will inspire you. You'd be like, if that motherfucker can make that much money, because I guarantee you they made a lot of money. I want to know that how movie. much they made. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, like I I was trying so hard to find like just a general estimated number of like how much money they've actually made. They made a lot more than three thousand five hundred. Oh, for sure, easily. Like, th- and they probably got screwed out of it by some distribution company. Oh, or something. yeah. Well, interestingly enough, though, like they couldn't. Nobody wanted to distribute the film when they initially released it. It's too much. They just didn't want to do it. Like I don't know. They probably didn't support it because there's a lot of. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's fucking weird, and it's twisted, and it's fucked up. It opens with a nipple. Like, you know, I can see why distribution companies don't want to be on that. Yeah. So, like, what they did was they took to they took the DVD to Amazon and sold it themselves. Oh, as a their own... Yeah, uh, they distributed it themselves and sold huh. it on Amazon. It took them a year to sell a 1,000 copies. But in a year, wow. they sold a thousand copies. I wonder how much they sold it for originally. That's what I want to know. I was like, how much was it? Probably like twenty bucks. Like I can see I would them think. being like any anywhere between like ten to twenty five dollars. I can see them selling it for. Hmm. Interesting. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like I love the fact that they didn't let that deter them. Like they found a way to make it work, and they took it upon themselves. And they're like, fuck you, I'll distribute it my goddamn self then. And then it ended up becoming. It's not necessarily like a cult classic by any means, but it ended up having its own kind of a following, and and partly I feel like that's to do with um, I don't know if you ever checked like watched that Achievement Hunter like that theater mode show or whatever. Oh, I think I know what you're talking. I'd never about. heard of it before, and but apparently that was the contrib- that they contributed to the largest audience that that film's ever had. Interesting, um, which I thought was pretty cool, but they just did it in I think like twenty. 20- 12 or 2015 was when they aired that right well i mean they just watch the worst movies that's what they do clearly this movie did well enough that they were able to do a kickstarter for part two which is technically called part three right hard to explain unless you actually watch part three which is part two if that makes sense but they raised about one hundred and ten thousand dollars on kickstarter to make a part three so that's no joke. Like mm-hmm. that's actually some pretty big money. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's a really big following. Yeah. I mean, was... if you can make a feature film that's an hour and 20 minutes with credits, so it's about an hour and 15 and make enough money that you can get enough support from people to watch a sequel, mm-hmm. then you know you're doing something right. Yeah, and they did it. the sequel I think came out in 2012. Right. So it you know took a couple of years, but still like they had enough of a following to raise that kind of money it's impressive i'm just saying like whether you like the movie or not or whether you like you know like anything about it yeah you have to respect that you absolutely do i completely and thoroughly agree with that it's fantastic and i don't know 
one thing we were talking about that I thought we might bring up is that how different, like, we watch these two movies, which are both kind of depraved in a way. Like, they do some things in the movies that we watch that, you know, a lot of society doesn't agree with, or it's a a very gray area, so you're going to have people on both sides. Right. Uh, We live in a time now where everyone gets triggered over everything, and, and we were talking about how, like, we feel like some of that may have to do with the fact that we have so much information. We have so much of a fucking microscope over all of us, a fo- a, like a, a fucking digital footprint over everything that we do, that people will hold you accountable online, especially for anything that you do. Anyway, this was made, what, 2009, you said? Yes. So it's 2017. So we're not even 10 years into the future, and so much has changed. Right. Like, it's it's pretty hard to get away with some of these things. Yeah, well, I mean, it hasn't stopped anyone. No. At all. Like, there's still super uncomfortable and super rapey scenes in movies. It's just how it is. Yeah, but there's people that, that spend a lot of time trying to figure out a way to do it the right way the right, without yeah. pissing without people off. Without doing that. Yeah. Right. And it's I am 100% on board with that. Because there is literally public firms yeah. that will deal with public relations, public relation firms, like I PR should say. PR firms, yeah. Yeah, that, that deal with that kind of shit right. that you hire. Right. Because you don't need a fucking rape scene to sell a movie. Right. Ever. <laughs> So, there it is. is that, <laughs> Plain and simple. Are we already jumping That's into the second movie, say, Brittany? But no, the, both of them do. So yeah, it's both like, of them do. And yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to, I don't know. It's almost hard to like justify liking those movies, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not fucking supporting that, so yeah. shut, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just let me enjoy what I want to enjoy. So, what's some of the trivia on this? I'm sorry, we were <laughs> rambling today. <laughs> so, just some of the quick little trivia that I have for it, um, which this part I actually thought was really interesting. Um, kind of makes a lot of sense, but the like main central tagline for the film, gobble gobble motherfucker, yeah. was thought of before the actual plot was written for the story. So that was the dri- driving point? <laughs> that was the driving point <laughs> for them. Honestly, the I think they, they sat down and they were like, I want to make a fucking like, killer turkey movie because gobble gobble motherfucker and that's where it went. This is how I picture it. I always think it's funny. <laughs> like, if you guys play games or anything, everybody has a different name or handle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's always like that one weird one where you're like, pickle fart. Pickle fart. <laughs> so- like... I want my screen to be and pickle you, fart. In my mind, I go, how the fuck does anybody think that that's a good name? And then I go, how did they come up with this name? So then I start breaking it down. And then I go, okay, well, maybe some guy was hanging out with his friends. He was really drunk and he ate pickles all night long. And that dude started farting. And everybody's like, dude, ah, uh, dude, your farts stink, man. They smell like pickles. And he's like, pickle, pickle fart. fart. He's like, that's my name, bro. What's up, pickle fart? Hit me up on twitch.tv. That's going to be my new fucking username for everything. It's going to be pickle fart. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I do. So these guys were like. I literally think that it was probably a fucking family Thanksgiving. Right. That they were sitting at. That's exactly what I was thinking. And someone made a fucking. Like they probably like a little intoxicated. Right. And maybe someone's playing with the turkey fucking corpse or whatever. Like they're fucking around with it. And he was like gobble gobble, gobble, gobble motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like made it talk or whatever. Like you know like something stupid. Right. Or um, as he's stuffing it. He's like yeah I'll gobble this bitch. Or like. I don't know. That was the only Thanksgiving that Grandma didn't have seconds. No. (laughs) Because she died. (laughs) She choked on her stuffing after that disgusting (laughs) display of Thanksgiving. (laughs) 
But that's literally how I picture it. Like, it's something like that that occurred, and then, like... That's funny. They came up with this line, and then when they sobered up two days later, they revisited that, and they were like, that would be fucking hilarious, because nobody's done a fucking killer turkey Thanksgiving movie, so why not do it? Oh, it's genius. And they did it. It's genius in the sense that everybody's like, who would do that? Yeah. Well, no one had. Right. And that's what I love so much about things like movies like that or companies like Troma because they take stupid fucking shit that no one would ever want to touch. And they turn it and into bronze. And they turn bronze. it into gold. No, bronze. Bronze. Whatever. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Yeah, it's right, either bronze yeah. or it's gold yeah, or some it's people a diamond. Like, like, who fucking knows? Like, I, it's genius. And it's genius in its own fucking way. And you either love it or you hate it. There's no fucking in between. Right. Plain and simple. And I love that shit. And yeah. they. They're great about it. They did a really fucking great job. We sound job. like we're bubbling for this movie. I'm bubbling for this movie. I fucking loved it. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Like, how can you not? They filmed this thing in 11 goddamn days. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. 11 fucking days to film this. Hmm. I'm like, who knows how long it took them to edit it and put the whole fucking thing together. I mean, but 11 days to film it is pretty like, good. That's like four more days than God spent on that earth. <laughs> Right? Maybe if fucking God would have spent a little more time. <laughs> like, he could have made Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just on the of, side. You fucking bitch. Like a side of Thanksgiving. He could have made us a side of Thanksgiving. Well, you know what? You know, it's 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 cool because, like, I like that they added the whole Native American uh, aspect they of it. They tried to tell, like, the story yeah, about like, it all, in a weird it way. Was, it was a kind of a dumb story. Like, uh, what was it? Five years. So, essentially, <laughs> guys, what happens is, uh, 500 years ago, uh, Sam... Native American was like, "Hey, he's like you a Native did- American it, shaman." It wasn't. It wasn't even like the obvious choice. Like, oh, you killed all my friends and family, right? Like, why would that not have been good enough? Right. It was something like, "Oh, you stole my pipe tobacco," you know, like something right, it was stupid. stupid. And it, and he was like a weird fucking witch doctory shaman Native American. What was his name? Like Dark Feather or some shit. I can't. Yeah, I don't remember. The cartoon shit, though, to tell that story is genius. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> Wait till you see the sequel. I'm so excited. So they they tease this title card at the end of the movie, right? And it says, to be continued in space. <laughs> yeah, it just as a joke. And you're instantly fucking intrigued, right? You're just like, they're gonna take this to space? Like, I I, I was. Yeah, the uh, worst I, place. I fucking a pot, a smacked franchise. Mouse on the fucking arm, and I'm like, I'm in space! <laughs> well, that's like the curse, right, for a franchise. They're like, if you take it to space, you've you're, just lost it. You've done jumped the shark. You got yeah. Leprechaun, Friday the 13th, like, uh, what other shit did they take? Hellraiser, Hellraiser. was in space. Mm-hmm. Like, when it's always like the sixth the curse. movie into the sequel, though. Like, it's... it's Not not the second one. Not the second one. Yeah. <laughs> like they tried to jump. They said they're gonna jump the shark early, but no, they didn't because it was a fucking joke. They planted it on purpose. They had no intention of doing any sequel um, until 2012, <laughs> 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 when they ended up doing the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving three. Right. Well, well, they just technically two. Yeah, which they raised an insane amount of money compared to that one. Mm-hmm. That opening scene, since we did talk about how we opened this movie up to a nipple, <laughs> yeah, slowly pans out, which is glorious. Uh, that whole scene with Wanda Lust was actually shot in a public park without a permit. Oh, gorilla style. <laughs> yeah, which I love. That like that adds to the terribleness of the movie. I think like I don't know, makes it more authentic feeling mm, to me. You got three thousand five hundred dollars. You're gonna make it stretch. You're not gonna get a permit. Yeah, yeah. you're just gonna do it. <laughs> like they, they, good job, good yeah, on them. Basket I Case did the same thing. They yeah. they when they ran down the street, uh, he there was a scene that they didn't even use in the movie where he runs down the street naked. Oh, and he did it in yeah. New York City, dude. 
<laughs> and every out- exterior shot that they did was not a permit. Yeah. Anyway. Which, you know, when you're on a budget, you make it fucking work, right? Right. Um, <laughs> they copyrighted an additional title for this movie just in case they were to release it overseas. Because they had this like plan to release it overseas to countries that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Can, oh. Do you want to guess what the secondary title no is? No clue. That they, that they actually copyright, copy wrote I for it? I had no clue. Uh, Death Turkey. Oh, wow. Was the title, and I'm like, that's stupid. Do they even have turkeys elsewhere? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm not a fucking, I don't think like, turkeys are United States exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's a country called Turkey, maybe. Well, dude, they have fucking there. Benjamin Franklin wanted to make our fucking national fucking bird uh, to be a fucking turkey. What's wrong with that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong, even but I'm just saying, are like, fucking stupid. Turkeys are, like, technically the, the step kid of the. Right. United Which, States. Right now, a turkey as our national bird would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Turkey is perfect. They right. drown themselves when it rains. They're fucking dumb. So anyway, <laughs> um, or maybe they're not dumb. Maybe they're smart. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. The guy that played Darren, Ryan E. Francis, is actually a drummer for a band called Overrated. The lead guy? No. Darren. He was the, the nerdy one. The nerd that wipes really? his mouth a million times. Yeah, he's the drummer for this band, Overrated, which they're actually playing in the Jeep scene when they're driving to the family's house. Oh, okay. They're playing his band over the radio, which I thought was interesting. And most the entire, almost the entire soundtrack is like that band. Okay. Music, which it was, they're actually not terrible. So I don't remember it being bad. No, I was actually pretty surprised, but I was more surprised to see that he was the person that was in the band. I mean, like, that the whole... lead guy like makes more sense to me to be in a band than that guy, but uh, right. drummers always surprise you. The that whole movie just reminded me of the East Coast. Yeah. Like just even this the like houses and the style of everything and like the woods and stuff. I was like, man, that kind of fucking feels like Maryland where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I find out it was Ohio, right? Which they did most of the stuff in Ohio. What was it? I can't Rinlin or some shit. Fucking Ohio. Yeah, some shithole. Yeah. Probably. Well, okay. I don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't. Just, I have family in Ohio, but from what I hear, most of Ohio is kind of a shit shit storm nowadays. Cleveland. Well, some people say yeah, Cleveland and Crackerin. <laughs> Akron, Akron, Ohio. Crackerin, Crackerin. Yeah, everybody that's mm. from there lives around there. All I think of is awesome. Oh, sorry. It's okay. So the okay, the turkey puppet. Can you talk about how excellent that stupid turkey puppet is? Looks realistic. It does. It's amazing. I know you're being sarcastic. I am but being sarcastic. It looks kind of realistic-ish. It's not terrible. It's pretty good. I don't know. I love it. It's pretty it. terrible, but it, the, but the humor of the movie <laughs> lets itself be known. The um, director and the writer, Jordan Downey, actually created the puppet. Okay. He sculpted it and made it in his bathroom of his apartment, which I thought was interesting. Um, hmm. They made it with like leftover special effects materials, and they used... The body is just a the body foam is actually from a turkey hunting decoy. Oh, okay. Which makes a lot of sense. Like when you look at it, they probably had that. Right. And see, I don't know. Like you look at the turkey, and the turkey's fucking cool. The puppet work is actually pretty decent. But the I don't think anything's left actually of the original puppet now. I think like the head was, but I think it's all gone. I don't doubt it. I mean, that they shit destroyed goes bad, it when bad. they filmed. No, they destroyed it when they filmed. They say that like oh. they they destroyed the puppet when they filmed the movies. And, like, the only thing that was left was, like, one part, which is, like, basically been 
devoured by like mold and shit by this point. Well, yeah, a lot of that latex shit, like it goes bad. I, again, I'm bringing up uh, the fucking basket cases. Lyle, mm-hmm. the creature from the basket that was in the basket, they the the original Frank Henlotter has the like actual original one, mm-hmm. and it's like hard as a rock. Yeah, like that shit just dries up like quick. Yeah, it dries up, seals up, and then shrinks. You need to get a humidor. A humidor. Keep it in a cigar room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot of more interesting facts, I think, that are pertinent or going to intrigue anybody, but okay. did you find anything? Was there anything you th- thought was interesting that you found that was interesting, or did you even care? Um, <laughs> I absolutely hated... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I bubbled about this movie in ways that I probably should Are you surprised by? Cause... I, I'm surprised by it because I don't think... I, I, I think I tried to watch this movie like four times, yeah. Like, and I made it to the fucking Jeep scene. That's how far... That's like, like five, five minutes, minutes into the movie, yeah. and I'm like, okay, this is stupid. But it gets like, so but it was much just, better. I was just not in the mood for that at that moment, right? You know, I was looking for something more prolific. <laughs> prolific, prolific. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, I said I, that. I picked a movie called Thanks Killing. It's not going to be prolific. Well, no, no, I know, but I mean, just <laughs> as a personal note, because I didn't always do podcasting, you know, when I and I when I watched it a couple of times, it just wasn't in the mood for it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's one of those things. It's like one of those bands, you know, that you listen to, and you're just like, I got to be in the mood for it, right? You know, you're just not in the mood for it. Oh, I was I not in the mood for those movies. I agree. Um, I think there was a couple of scenes. Uh, I have one giant fantastic scene in particular. The first scene that let me know that this movie <laughs> is no fucking joke <laughs> is I have a daughter. Please don't kill me. After he invites him into the car for fucking Trying hitchhiking. Fuck him? Yeah. yeah. So the turkey's hitchhiking out on the fucking road. Guy pulls over, doesn't even think twice that it's a turkey. And he's like, <laughs> ass or grass? And he was like, well... Ass, cash, or grass, yeah. Yeah, ass, Sorry. cash, or grass. And he's like, well, I don't have any cash or grass, so I guess ass. I guess it's ass. Yeah, and he, so he backs his ass. <laughs> the turkey puts his ass inside the vehicle, and the guy starts pulling down his pants. And then he's like, oh, fuck yeah. And then, the tightest ass I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's like... And then the turkey's like... And then he's like fuck you and he puts a <laughs> shotgun in his face and then he's like he's like please please don't kill me i, ha- I have a daughter and he's like call her yeah and so he calls her and i'm like thinking the whole time like oh that's yeah. fucked up and he's like honey i'll be home soon don't worry i love you i just want to let you know and then he's like and then he just shoots him yeah like it's not even really good gore or anything. no it's terrible it's just like digital effects it was so bad it was really bad. It's so happy, but the, just the thought of the depravity of it, in a way, is no kinda, super fucked up. Yeah, it's. I mean, at least he let him call her. I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what the, that to me was the most fucked up part about it. Yeah, was because he kills him when he's on the phone with his daughter. Right. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking mean. What like, a- and that's to me, that's that is more realistic to like psychological horror films, and that's what I loved about it is they had these like. It's super stupid. They're not trying to be serious, but they have these moments where it's... They're trying to offend you. to offend you, but they're trying to still, I don't know, like give a positive nod towards psychological horror films or an actual horror film and like make it kind of interesting in a way, like to, to make it... I don't know not if they put as, that much thought into it. Not seem as campy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to go for. I don't. I think that they're making it try to not feel as fucking campy. They're trying to make it feel a little more real. Yeah, I think they were just trying to uh, piss people off. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> they great. were trying to get some attention. As they, I mean, as they should, because hey, it didn't offend me or anything. No, but I was just like, eh. It was stupid. It was fucking grossly hilarious. But what do you? What do you think? Uh, what? Un, what's another scene that you have? I'm gonna save my big favorite scene for the end. 
Okay, but what do you have another sense. one? There's got to um, be another little thing in there. Really bad joke or something. Oh, because there's tons of those. There's so many. <laughs> God. I love. I don't think there's like one good joke in the movie, okay. but it's like after he the turkey. So the turkey comes like breaks in on that chick Allie or whatever who's like the slutty stupid girl. Okay. He like breaks in. And she's getting fucked by some dude or whatever. And then, like, he kills the guy. Cuts his throat. Yeah. And then he starts fucking... The turkey starts fucking the girl, right? And then... It feels weird. It feels so weird. Like, (laughs) she's all confused. He kills... Obviously, like, he finishes and then kills her and then whatever. Well, the, the friends come to warn her and they find her dead. And then they're like... All we found was this extra small gravy flavored condom. Uh... So you're okay with like, rape? Oh my god! So you're okay no. with rape? That's not what I'm saying. Like that. <laughs> I'm not Sorry, I'm just trying to. That, I'm just trying to put it on you like that. Like somebody would put up, it on me. How they led up to that joke cracks me the fuck up though. Like it's they all. all there's all that is pretty. Just this extra small gravy flavored condom. Well, because you like, know what's Ew. you know what's funny when I saw that scene, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, a gravy, uh, like it, unless they actually said gravy flavored. It really would have made no connection. Right. That they would have known that it was the turkey. Right. But the fact that it was gravy flavored made sense. It's the turkey. Otherwise, right. I would have just thought it was the dead guy on the floor. Yeah. That's what I was like, uh, like, what the fuck? I mean, it was stupid and gross, but it was smart. Like, how they did right. it, it was smart. It's stupid, silly. So I, I can't be mad about it. Um, I Can I tell mine, one of mine now? Yeah, I'm like, curious to know if it's like... It's not at the end. It's one of my other it's ones. It's near this part. Okay. When they come back to the house and find her dead or whatever, or no, they go back to Kristen's house. The blonde hair girl's I if you're father, talk who's about a, my, that's my scene, I think too. Well, oh, continue. She, well, the turkey comes and answers the door after killing her father. That was mine too. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go. Um, go. 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 <laughs> so, so like, I knew this, we'd both love it. There's an exchange where the turkey is like, okay, so first of all, they go camping. Okay, guys, when they go camping, one of the dogs, this like random dog in the woods, that's this lassie dog that some guy calls his wife, by the way, and apparently so gross, and yeah. apparently fucks because he calls it his wife. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, well, you're in love and you're a lonely old fool. Like, it's like so no big deal. Yeah. So nonchalant. Um, so they, 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 the dog pisses on the fucking tomb of the fucking turkey, and the turkey comes back to life, kills the dog, <laughs> then goes after these kids, one of the kids, and then they go home because they don't want to be there anymore because one of them's like freaking out or whatever. The Kristen girl, I think. Wasn't it Kristen She's the girl? one that came across the turkey first. First, right. So anyway, after they're trying to solve the mystery of why there's a killer turkey after one of the other guys like says that there's actually a turkey trying to kill him and he's the one that everybody believes for some reason um, because nobody believes anybody else, the turkey leaves the camp area and then drives a car with where he got the fucking hitchhike thing and killed the guy. He drives the car to where they are because he knows somehow where they are. And the turkey goes to her dad's house who is a sheriff who had also drank poop coffee and he yeah, has like, I forgot about that shit <laughs> yeah he drinks poop coffee so you can tell I want a divorce this is an, an intelligent movie uh, <laughs> this coffee tastes like shit Sharon well, that's because I shit in it yeah, I want a divorce and I'm yeah. like oh my god he's like all right cool <laughs> anyway so the turkey goes back to her house to find her and he's like hey is Kristen here and he's like oh 
Because it's Thanksgiving he's, and they're both dressed up as turkeys. Yeah, and well, and he's literally wearing the the fake like that stupid total like fake nose glasses. Yeah, that the, everybody like, has. Yeah, the the uh, Groucho Marx. Yes. Nose and glasses. That's what the turkey's wearing. Right. <laughs> he says he's a friend from school. Or yeah, whatever. he says he's a friend or something, and then he invites him in, and they sit down and have tea, and like it's this nice moment where like you think for a second like oh he's not going to kill her dad actually, and then he keeps asking her dad keeps asking the turkey very stupid questions, like are you a midget? And then he calls him a little duck, and then the the fucking turkey kills him, and wears his face like a mask. It was so glorious. <laughs> like, and it's all sewn together, kind of like Leatherface. It's so good. So he goes to the front door to answer. So he's wearing her dad's face, <laughs> so and small. they show up. And first of all, why the fuck is she ringing her doorbell? I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like I'm like, but whatever. For the sake of the fucking story, it's funny. So they 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 go in. Be, and the and the turkey greets her, and she thinks it's her dad. And this whole exchange between her and him and the turkey, she like kisses him on the face, and she's like, "Oh, dad, you know, like blah blah blah." And, <laughs> it's so great, dude. That part actually made me laugh. I just thought it's that incredible. was incredible. It's my so favorite stupid. Part. It was funny. Yeah, that's my favorite fucking scene in the entire movie. Is that entire sequence of like twenty minutes or whatever, like. Not even. It was like fifteen minutes, and it was glorious. But we, you know, you know what's funny is it's like if they want to make a scene work, they make it work, right? And they don't care how it looks. No, this was great. That's what's funny that about this movie is like there was a couple, there's quite a few scenes that didn't make sense reality wise, oh, for sure. and you just go, well, it's just part of the Who story. Cares? Yeah, it's funny, right? And this is one of them because he's literally a fucking turkey, dude. That shit cracked me wearing up, a. Super fucking shrunken man face, and it, it's, it's so, so ridiculous. Small. And it does look like him. It does look like him. It absolutely does. It looks just like the guy, but it's so tiny. It's like the size of your hand, right? Right. And it's not anywhere remotely near the size of a human's face. Neither is the person. Like it's a turkey. It's not human sized. Like right. how are these people so dumb? But then like he ends up commenting on that later when they walk in on him dragging the dad's corpse with no face, like trying to hide it right and then they all walk in and they figure it out and he's like man you kids are fucking dumb <laughs> yeah. like yes like, yeah it's so good i don't know which which is funny but i love that stupid little mask because one of my other parts that just makes me go like what the fuck like so once they figure it out and that the turkey gets away with it you know like because it escapes they pull this medallion off its neck it's part of this book that they read that's made out of cardboard and paper <laughs> by the way you can clearly see yeah. but it, it drives the story anyway um so once the turkey gets away in the house like there's this part where the main guy plays the fucking victim and he's like he's like man i'm really sorry about your dad no but you know like just really sad and bummed out, you know? And she's like, I'm like, dude, she just found out her dad's dead. Yeah. Like, and you're playing poor me right now. You know what I mean? Like, there's just that, like, what are you thinking? He was super annoying. I was like, the girl's father just died. And you're asking to be consoled by her and she does. And then she's like, it's just like reality plays no part in this movie Mm -mm. whatsoever. It is literally just for the jokes. That is, that's it. So yeah, it's just for the laughs. But that's all I got. There's a lot of them. There's so many good. The turkey, the turkey just has great quotes. Like I'm sorry, but it's so fucking hilarious. 
to, to give you kind of an idea where it ends up, though, like pretty much they find out that the way to kill it is to burn it alive after you pull it's the necklace off its supposed head. Supposed to burn it at the stake, kind of like a yeah, witch. Yeah, like a witch. Right. <laughs> Which they don't do. And it doesn't work. <laughs> the first time. Yeah, they, like the fucking redneck comes. And shoots it in the The head. one that was fucking his dog shoots it. And it lands in a fucking radioactive waste. Is that what it is? Somehow. Yeah. Was it radioactive? Not radioactive, but like a toxic, some type of toxic waste where it starts glowing green. Okay. The turkey fucking like ends up, of course, coming back later on because they're, they're, it's Kristen, Johnny, and then Darren are the only ones that are left alive, which I'm going to talk about really quickly. One of my other favorite scenes was the stupid like best friend montage singing crime shit. That was shit. funny. Yeah. Hilarious. Like when Billy fucking Billy, dies. Yeah. Oh my God. Which that scene was fucking dope, by the way. The friend One of montage. my favorite scenes is that stupid fucking But leading up to it. Is his, yeah, his death. Like his death is fucking hilarious. Billy, the rednecky kid. Is the one that gets that dies because he eats this like he's he's so hungry so he leaves and ditches his friends because right? he's a big kid because yeah so he wants to go fucking find food and the turkey sees him and is like I'm gonna turn myself into a delicious looking piece of turkey so this guy eats me right so he does that and he eats him and then he bursts out of his stomach and that's how he kills him which is right. Great. So they're driving around in the Jeep, and then they find Billy on the corner, like on the street, dead. And then Darren's all like heartbroken and upset, and jumps out and like is crying over his fucking body. And then they like, do literally. this, like, literally, and they do this horrible song and like friend montage, and it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I loved it so much though. I was like, this needed it. Like this movie needed this. So what are our final thoughts on this, Brittany? What do you I think? fucking love it. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about this movie. I don't care. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's literally a little over an hour long. You're not going to regret watching it. If you do, sorry. But I don't think you will because there's moments that are just... If you're genius. only looking for, like, you know, The Notebook or Shakespeare or... If you're looking for something fucking prolific, this is not the yeah, right movie for you. Yeah, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> um, I, 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 I do like it. I, 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 it makes me want to get one and two on... Blu-ray of yeah. some sort, if I can, just because. Because, I, you know, I feel bad. Like, I tried to watch it so many times, and I never finished it. Like, I never, I just was never in the mood. And then I forced myself to watch it, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. And then directly after this movie, I saw that this the sequel was on Prime. Both of these movies, by the way, guys, if you have Amazon Prime and you're in the States, um, they're free to watch right now. Or part of your subscription, anyway. Yeah, do it. Do it. Like, fucking do it while it's hot, you know? Like, the turkey's hot. Get the turkey while it's hot. <laughs> but we do have Stop another it. movie that we we're going to talk about. Keep in mind, guys, we are going to be only doing one episode this week. So, while we we had a lot to say about Thanksgiving, probably more than most people do. Probably. I would assume. <laughs> probably. Yeah, we're I feel really like a deep lot of about people it. People won't touch this movie with the ten foot pole. But I don't know. You know, you. I think most people will probably put it down. Oh, I'm sure. Then just shit all over it. Like that. That show I was talking about that featured it, that got it its biggest audience. That's all they do is they watch. They they sit watch shitty they movies. They sit through terrible fucking movies and make you sit through terrible movies with them. That's like the whole point. Yeah, it's like torture of it. And I'm like, this is not even remotely terrible. There are some movies that definitely need to be made fun of, but there are like redeeming qualities within something. There's right. always those little golden nuggets that are floating around in the cesspool of shit. I always try and find something positive to take away from a movie because it's like, I'm not going to shit all over something that someone made. 
Right. Because did I go out and make a fucking movie? I, do. I no. don't think they think too highly of it. I think they probably are like, we didn't expect this. Right. <laughs> so, but there was another movie that came out that we were going to talk about, and that is Street Trash, which is probably one of my most famous, uh, unique styled movies. Like, I can't really compare it to anything. Uh, I have, I'll just be fair warning, guys. I'm a fanboy of this movie. Okay. He is. And it's not because of rape in the movie, he just so you know. Sucks dick. <laughs> uh, but the movie came out, Street Trash came out in 1987, and the story goes, when a liquor store owner finds a case of Viper in his cellar, he decides to sell it to the local hobos at $1 a bottle. Unaware of its true properties, the drinks causes its consumers to melt very messily. Two homeless lads find themselves up against the effects of the toxic brew, as well as going head-to-head with Bronson, a Vietnam vet with a sociopathic tendencies, and the owner of a junkyard they live in. That's nice. Sounds like a fun Christian story. (laughs) Sounds like a nice Christian story. (laughs) Uh, This movie was directed by Jim Murrow, also known as James M. Murrow on IMDb, but most everybody that's ever i've always known him as jimmy or jim from because i've followed this movie for so many years mm-hmm. but i guess he's trying to take it seriously now because his career is definitely taking a step up right and i'll explain that in a second this is literally his first feature film he's mostly a camera guy steady cam in particular and uh sort of like the electrical guy anybody that does anything with the cameras or setting up anything like that he's your guy but Steadicam is literally, he is literally one of the best Steadicam operators in the industry. So he went from this movie to huge fame. Mm-hmm. Worked on films like Titanic, just for starters. He was the director of photography for the movie Crash, The Last Mimsy, Rush Hour 3. He only directed, like, TV shows after that. Like, he did Southland Tales, I think it was, like... The TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did Shameless, Rush Hour Shameless. TV show. <laughs> uh, but man, like, it's just kind of interesting to see that. British Shameless or you or. Uh, oh, Shameless, Shameless, this one. Okay. It was written by Roy Frumkiss, actor he's known for as the guy who took the first pie to the face in the Dawn of the Dead movie. Sweet. Uh, as far as an actor goes, he also plays the melted businessman in this movie. He's also a, an established writer. He did The Substitute 1 through 4. Okay. The Johnsons, which I actually want to do that movie soon. Uh, also, he's a producer, a really well, a good producer. He has done The Killer Rack and Slime City Massacre, which is the sequel to Slime City. Uh, he also produced this film as well. I do want to also point out some of the special effects people that were on this movie because mm-hmm. this is one of the most special effects, like, crazy movies. And if you're into special effects, practical effects of any sort, this is the movie that a yeah. lot of people are fans of. It's like porn. It, it kind of, it really is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like this, The Blob, The Fly, yeah. Videodrome, shit like that. But Scott Coulter, he did, he worked on movies like Class of Newcomb High, Robot Holocaust, Slumber Party Massacre 2, Elm Street 4, Pet Cemetery 1 and 2. He did Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, Bill and Ted Go to Hell, 
Her, uh-huh. Well, it's technically called Bogus Journey, but it was going to be called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Demon Knight, which is the Tales from the Crypt movie, which I love. Mm-hmm. The Crow, Slime City, Shocker, Arena, Demon Wind, which is, even if you hate that movie, you still appreciate the special effects in Demon Wind. So, suck it. <laughs> uh, also, it's it has uh, another person that was on this movie was Jennifer Aspinall. She did Spookies, Toxic Avenger, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and many big, big, big budget movies. Mm-hmm. She taught a lot, a lot to um, one of the other people that actually worked on it, which is Mike Lackey. He was did a lot of work on this movie. He did a, actually did m- the majority of the short that this movie was based off of, and I Was a Teenage Zombie. Oh, uh, Also, Gary Yee, he did Dead Dudes in the House, a.k.a. House on Tombstone Hill, which I so own on VHS. <laughs> and I'm a big jerk for saying that on the podcast. Dead Dudes in the House. <laughs> it's called Dead Dudes in the House. Fucking Troma changed the name. Why the fuck are you changing the name? Right. They must have like had some sort of copyright or Probably. trademark issues. Anyway, it bothers me. I don't like dead dudes in the house. Part of the reason why, I just want to mention this real quick, is I was looking for the name of this fucking movie for God knows how long. And and someone was like, oh, that's dead dudes in the house. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> nah, dude, that's not the name of this cool movie. <laughs> you know, this, it's nothing as stupid as that. <laughs> and it was. Anyway... <laughs> I own it on VHS, so fuck you, Troma. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I love you guys. Uh, Anyway, he also worked on The Relic, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, X-Files, he worked on like 17 episodes of the show. He did The Avengers Age of Ultron, just for starters. Uh, You know, the just shit film. Rings. He's mostly like a key technician, does a lot of the mold factoring, you know, like makes the molds for a lot of shit. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It is. It's like pretty much the heart and soul of what of anything work. looks like. <laughs> right. Um, so he's worked on Children of the Corn 3, Galaxy Quest, Terminator Salvation, which has a lot of really cool practical effects in it. Thor, uh, Jurassic World, Iron Man 3, you name it. There's quite a bit. Plus, Brian Singer, fuck, mm-hmm. just just to name some like weird random shit, Brian Singer, if you're not familiar, is the director of X-Men 1, 2, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, he did App Pupil, Valkyrie, he was the, a production assistant on this show. He literally gave coffee to everyone. He literally drove prosthetic penises to <laughs> other destinations, you know what I mean? Like, he was that guy. How do I get that job? He also helped make some of the sound effects, I think. Excellent. So it's interesting to know that the guy of that talent is the guy pushing coffee. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm I sorry. I be the prosthetic penis wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the guy that's actually going to be directing Bohemian Rhapsody with Rami Malek. Yeah. Rami Malek. Yeah. Which is probably going to be a pretty big success. Oh, I'm sure it will be. It's not a bad director. I, I, say what you will about some of the movies he's directed, but I don't think he's that bad. I think he's pretty good. Uh, wow, that was a lot. And now I'm still boring you with who's in this movie. Me? I guess. Not me. Um, so not only did special effects guy Mike Lackey do effects on the movie, he also starred in the movie as Fred. He's never done much else as far as an actor on that. <laughs> uh, Bill Chappell, he is known as Bill the Cop. He's done a few other roles, nothing too drastic, nothing real specific. Um, 
He also did. Uh, there was also Vic Noto. This was, by the way, this is Bill's first role. Oh, uh, Vic Noto. He plays Bronson, the fucking hobo king, <laughs> uh, or whatever the fucking <laughs> king of the hobos. Yeah, king of the fucking dumpster divers. The, the bums. He uh, he also did a stuntman bit part in Death Wish Three. He played the bartender in this movie that I never even heard of, and I'm now kind of curious to see. Run DMC's Tougher Than Leather feature film, which I don't know what? how I've ever missed that there was a movie. Uh, yeah, me too. I didn't know that. I, I don't know why. I, maybe I, I knew the name Tougher Than Leather. I'm gonna ask Mouse if he knows about it. I'm curious now. Uh, he was also in Innocent Blood, Rock, and The Alien, which seemed kind of interesting. Cover Trapped in Paradise, which is a comedy with Nick Cage and uh, Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. If you remember that one. Also stars James Lorenz, who plays the doorman. He was also in Frankenhooker. Yeah. He was the main guy in that. Doorman. He was also Robocop 3. He also plays Brett Weir in the Jerky Boys movie. Uh, and he also did some short movie called Swirly, where he plays an ice cream cone. Cute. Guy. Pretty interesting. Which also Jim Yaro had something I, to do I with. I love swirl cones. It's my favorite ice cream. Uh, Mark Safaraza, he plays Fred's brother, Kevin. He's done nothing else. It was his first that time kid? ever acting. Really? But interesting story on him in a little bit. Huh. Jane Arakawa, she was Wendy, the junkyard assistant. She's pretty much MIA. No one knows how to reach her. Queen of the junkyard. Yeah, she was the assistant, but yeah. No, she fed them all. She fed all the like homeless people. And she, and she fucked the 16-year-old. Pat Ryan, <laughs> uh, also known as R.L. Ryan, uh, he was uh, the junkyard owner. He was the bald guy, the Hell big guy. Yeah. He was also the mayor in Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. He was in Class of Newcomb High and mm-hmm. Mannequin, believe it or not. Also, Clarence Jarman plays Bert, who's one of my favorite characters in the movie. He plays the gas-wearing... Food stealing guy. black guy that's yeah, in the I movie. Love him. He's he funny. was fucking hilarious in the thing. Uh, more on him soon. Also, Bernard Perlman, who plays Wizzy, who's his first time ever acting. Also, here's an interesting one Half Breed Billy Graham. Half Breed Billy Graham. Played an American soldier on the ground, I'm assuming. <laughs> he actually was the front man for the punk band, metal band called Saints in Hell. Mm-hmm. And then he was in a huge band called uh, a little known name band called uh, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also was a wrestling manager. Oh, no, no. He, was he the... He's, he's actually known as being the most hardcore manager in wrestling, period, across all entertainment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He led a cult crew that were like the Manson crew of like wrestlers that he created and he, he works in the CZW uh, if you're familiar with that but he's also acted in the movie called um, Theater Bazaar. Oh yeah yeah okay. Uh, Tony Darrow who is Mr. Nick Duran. He was in Goodfellows, Mickey Blue Eyes, Small Time Crooks, The Sopranos. No way. He was also in Once Upon a Time in Brooklyn. Uh, Part of the reason that he's so popular is that Tony was actually a lounge singer for many years, long before he was an actor. And he used to sing for like 15 years, almost, in New York and Pennsylvania. He did like Atlantic City and shit like that, too. But uh, he was even on the Johnny Carson show. Awesome. Before he was an actor. Um, he even had a day dedicated to him, which is October 10th, 1997, by the Boy Scouts of America. And it was dedicated to him for his whole that whole day. No. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't say. 
But to give you guys kind of an idea how much money they tried to raise for this movie, it took them a long time to get it first off. They had about a half a million dollar budget. So half a million dollars seems about right for this movie because there was quite a bit. Oh, yeah. The special effects melty scenes are... And I can see that. So what do you think, Brittany? I want to hear your honest thoughts. Just let it out. I'm not going to fucking try to taint you. We almost started like getting into it before we started recording because... Well, you you just didn't like that I wasn't as excited about it as yeah, you thought I was, surpri- was going to no, be. No, I was surprised. But yeah. I want you to give your unfettered opinion about it. Seriously. Um, okay, so... Fuck I, me. Fuck everybody else. I want to hear it. I, I did enjoy it. There's a lot of elements about it that I like. And any scene with the like when they drink the viper and the people are melting is just fucking genius. It's all cool. It looks amazing. It's just my biggest issue that I struggled with for this movie was that there was like nine fucking plot and subplots. None of them made any sense, and none of them ever t- amount to anything or tie into anything else. What do you fucking mean, Brittany? It's no, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> it's they're I'm just, just stupid. Like they they focus on one fucking story and finish it out and be done with it. Instead, they they jump from one scenario to another scenario to another scenario, and they like shit all this stuff down on you, and they never complete any of it. Right. It's like all of a sudden we're talking about this crazy fucking veteran and his PTSD problems and shit like that, and then we're gonna switch to this fucking mob guy and the mafia and his restaurant and him fucking trying to put a hit on on somebody and then we're gonna switch to this over here and then we're gonna walk back this way and it's all these different stories and it's none of them connect like they try and connect them but they don't end okay they just kind of stop but they i don't know they don't complete anything i'm like i'm like when super I'm, add like this while i'm so thinking ADD. about what you're saying i'm getting angry no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm just get joking. over it. I'm totally joking. I'm just trying to make it seem like right. No, it's just it's so fucking ADHD, which is fine. But I I have a hard time following stuff like that. So sure. and then for me, this being like an hour and forty five minutes long, it makes it even harder because I'm like, just go back to the melting people. It's all okay. I want to see. It's what this is supposed to be about: is them drinking this stupid fucking booze and then they melt. So is there anything that you like about it? I'm yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. Yeah, I'm, said that. I'm just being a dick. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> I don't fucking hate this movie by any means. Like there I just it's it's not my favorite, but I don't fucking hate it. You should love it. That's all I'm saying. I like it. I'm gonna give my rebuttal to your to I'm your I'm just like I can't say that I love it. I'm like, not I saying just, that the, this is a rebuttal in the fact that you're wrong about how you feel. I'm saying mad at me no, for no, saying no, no, that I don't that, love dude. it. But I just First I don't. of all, I d I didn't think too highly of like Slaughter High. And there's a lot of people that love it. Yeah, and I, I even admitted I that in the like beginning. I'm like, this is a movie that people probably loved as a kid. Right. And I don't, I wasn't there for it. Yeah. Well, we already know about my feelings on like Chucky. So. Right. I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm about to shit all over your childhood. So. <laughs> totally understandable. Like, <laughs> like, I get it. Everybody has their own opinion and stuff. Right. But no, I know no. a lot of people really love this film. Part of what I was going to say to you, though, is, is that I totally understand if you're looking at this film from a perspective like I want a three act structure kind of film where it's like story 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 then you're you're definitely not going to enjoy this movie because it's not going to three act structure sort of thing it is and it isn't like it right. is in the loosest sense possible but it's more about an experience i think in my uh, personal opinion because one who's the antagonist of the whole fucking movie the viper right 
How do you make a fucking bottle of liquor? Which is great. Like, and no, that's genius. But you know what I mean? It's not wisecracking. It's not chasing people. It's not a bottle running down the street, like, right. no, spilling no, no, no. on people. It's not literal. Yeah. Right, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so the antagonist is so subtle. Right, it's that, perfect. Then in a way, you have to drive the protagonists, several protagonists, into the story because one would be a fucking writing nightmare, mm-hmm. first of all. Like, I mean, kudos to fucking... Uh, Roy Frumkiss, because fuck, how do you write something like this? But in the same respect, like, wow, like, where, where was he? Was he a high on acid when he wrote this? <laughs> in, in the most in the most positive way, by the way. Right. Um, I don't know. That's just how I kind of think of it. Like, I can kind of see where somebody would feel that way. Yeah. And I totally understand that. But you're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> I just, I feel like why... Just kidding. Why I struggled a little bit was because, obviously, I, I went into it before I watched it. Obviously, I look into it. You read what it's supposed to be about, like the general description, synopsis of a film. And the... Literal description is a case of contaminated alcohol has been debilitate has a debilitating effect on the vagabonds haunting the streets and junkyards of Brooklyn. That's a nice way of putting it. But that's the literal like that is the description of the movie when you look it up anywhere. Well, I, well, I have three. There's like three or four. That's like the number one one that comes up. That's what I'm saying. Like when you Google uh, search this movie, that's, that's because Vestron, it. who owned it, was a little ashamed of it because it was their little stepkid. Right. Like their little like oh I fucked the wrong person yeah. kind of like well so i think that's why i kid. i had a disconnect with it or couldn't necessarily connect to it and noticed and had issues with all the fucking subplots and random shit that was going on is because i'm like this is not at all like it's sort of talks about that but it never really focuses on the sole reason which is the viper and that it's having this crazy that it has this crazy effect on these people and turns them into a giant box of melty crayons, which is fucking fabulous. And I don't, I don't know. I felt like I almost, I wish they would have focused more of their energy and the story on to just that because that's what it's supposed to be. So you're so saying that, that, that they should have uncovered why it happened, kind of thing. I agree. yeah, that's that's what I think personally. Instead of having this like you split off to having this in Italian mob boss mafia thing coming into play, and then you go over here and you've got the, I mean the the vet story kind of makes sense, but they go into his like PTSD struggles, but they have a weird PTSD moment, but that's it. Well. Part that's, of the, that's end of discussion with the it. The writing that Roy did, half of the movie was done improv. Half of the movie was done... Like, they knew what scenes they had to have. A lot of the actors had, like, you know, key points that they had to mention. Okay. And then they, like, made up their own parts. Right. But here's my abstract, completely contrast-worthy opinion about this. And uh, I'll try to put my penis away. Well, I jerk off to this. I'm going to cut it off and play keep away with it. (laughs) No! (laughs) So, to me, this movie is a very colorful movie. And I mean that... Literally. In a double entendre. Right. Some of the coolest special effects that you will ever see. Yes. It's probably written by guys who are just special effects fans, period. It feels that way. So, you have to remember that they're not necessarily... It's kind of like a, you know... A specific type movie for people who like that kind of shit. Uh, also, people who like to see like really weird, like off the wall, dark humor. Uh, and for being this in '87, you know, obviously we we 
there's some parts in this movie that really do offend people. Uh, some of the more depraved scenes, though, I would say it's, you know, it is kind of a, a little dark, darker than I thought it was going to go, okay. you know, when I first saw it. Well, it's like a black comedy, right? Isn't this described as like a black comedy? It is definitely, well, yeah, it's definitely, like it's horror? kind of, I mean, it, they don't say that. I don't, I've never heard it called black comedy, it. I mean dark comedy. Yeah, why are you going to be racist? Because that's how it's described. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, literally how it's prescribed or described. It's not a, not a fucking racist I'm kidding, thing. I'm kidding. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's silly and it's fun and it spawned a fuckload of talent uh, from it and during it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a lot of attachments to this movies and I think that personally to me is super amazing. I'm a huge practical effects nerd. So I love that shit. I don't always necessarily need to be like in some like. You know, like Thanksgiving. It's not a deep movie. No. It's just silly and funny. But in this in this movie, to me, it's kind of the same way. It's kind of like, oh, what's going to happen next? Right. It's not necessarily... Like, it is funny. There is some funny parts in it. You're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Um, I don't know. To me, I can just see the enthusiasm that was put in this movie. I can see the love that was put into it, the amount of passion that these people had. And you could tell because the fact that I, all those people that I named off earlier who have gone on to make, like, other amazing projects and have, like, amazing careers Mm -hmm. where they're making more money than we could ever fathom. You know what I mean? I just think to myself, like, damn, dude. So, I don't know. It's interesting to know, like, I did a little bit... I I have done this movie, I think. We did this movie once before. But I did not give it this much attention. Mm -hmm. So, I'm glad that we're doing it now because I am a huge fanboy of it. Um... Also, guys, I don't know if you noticed this, and I want to mention this, and they're, they're not, like, paying us or anything. I'm just mentioning it because I like the shirt. Devin Whitehead did a design for Street Chash for Cavity Colors. If you guys don't already know, Devin does a lot of artwork for Cavity Colors, who Cavity Colors, if you're looking for a company, like, I'm not saying that they're the only company out there. I am saying that these are really true horror fans. Mm-hmm that really love horror movies so much that they are making really cool stuff. And if you are interested, they do have a shirt out. Whether or not it's going to be around or not, probably. I don't know. Like, to me, that that, that's gold. To me, it is. Well, the shirt's fucking incredible. And maybe my my fanboyism is, like, blinding me, but I, like, immediately jumped to getting one. Like, immediately. Country boner won't go down over there. I really did. But if you guys are interested, you should check it out. I posted it up on our Instagram. Yeah, no, the the shirt's incredible. Cavity colors on their own. Like, the the shit that they produce is out of this fucking world. It is pretty good, man. Super graphic. They have other artists there, but when we first started this podcast, I actually hit up Devin. To yeah. see if he could do some artwork for our podcast. Oh, he's amazing. And I really, really, really want him to do it because I, I am a fan of his work. No, yeah, he's he's fucking insane. He's good, man. And he's a huge fan, dude. He is a huge horror fucking nerd. Yeah. Hope you don't mind me saying that, Devin. I don't even know if you listen, but I know who you know that who I am because I always give you compliments because I love it. I really do love his shit. It's amazing. So, but that's that's the thing. I own like like three or four fucking street trash shirts. Yeah. I think I've had like five or six total that have gone to shit because either I lost it or it got ripped or some fucking thing. But I'm a huge fan of this movie, not necessarily because it's my favorite movie of all time. It's one of my favorite, most unique movies I've ever seen. For sure. So I love it. That's my end 
piece. Right. So Alex hates this movie. Brittany hates Clearly. this movie. So, I don't hate it. So tell me some more shit about how you hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> so there is some really interesting trivia, though, that I think uh, I'm going to go over a little bit. Is I picked some of my favorite things that I liked. I didn't pick everything. <laughs> I tried not to because I was like, you're a fanboy. Calm down, you fucking idiot. Um <laughs> But this is originally based off a short movie, probably sort of an effects showcase that they probably pitched to make a movie so that they could get investors for the movie. Although they didn't specifically state that, but this is just my assumption. Although the name of the alcohol was called Thunderbird instead of like Tenafly Viper, which I think is better. It is better. I mean, With I'm the, a little the partial. Viper, right? Not the Thunder Chicken. Thunderbird? Because that's like, fucking awful. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, the Tenafly Viper was from 1923. It was a bigger bottle. Also, the Thunderbird was, so it wasn't as small as the Thunder or the, um, the Viper, the Viper, uh, the, but this, this bottle, the Thunderbird was actually from 1953. So it was 30 years into the future. I guess they felt like it might be better if they did it 30 years earlier. Okay. I think personally, it makes more sense. It does. Especially for 1987. Right. So. No, that's fine. Um, the idea came to Jim Mural because he lives in New York City. He sees, you know, homeless people all over the place, or as they called them then, bums. Um, a lot of people have asked him, like, what was the inspiration? He was like, it's part of New York life. Right. Like, they're everywhere. Like, they're just people. I was curious about what their life was like. Mm -hmm. And I thought about this crazy story. I was curious about what their life was like, so I, made I don't them think he's. I don't fun. think he was saying this is a cautionary tale about homeless people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, the short had a lot of the same cast in it, like the older brother Freddie was in it. He's Mike Lackey, mm -hmm. uh, the big guy that pops. Even the uses a lot of the same locations and similar scenes in general. Like it's almost verbatim. So it's like they knew what they were making. They just had to make some sort of special effects. Yeah, you know. Resume. Vic Noto, who plays Bronson, who's the crazy fucking junkyard fucking PTSD uh, vet. Yeah, ho uh, homeless, He's the, king. The, the the king of the bums. <laughs> he uh, called Mike Lackey, who plays Fred, an obnoxious little scumbag. Oh shit! <laughs> he needed a swift kick in the ass, and he think that uh, as he got older, it probably helped that somebody kicked him in his ass because at the time he was a little cocky brat. Pretty much, he was like, I still liked him, but you know. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I still like the guy, but he was a real fucking cunt stain. <laughs> I thought it was like, funny as shit. Like I said, I mentioned previously that half of the movie was done in improv. Half mm -hmm. of the movie was done written. It's interesting. They kind of just took what they felt worked. Okay. In fact, James Lorenz, who is the doorman, his only line was supposed to be, get out of here, bum. Mm -hmm. And he was making jokes on the set in between. Mm-hmm. That they were like, they wrote in two extra scenes with him, which is the one where he's at the police station mm -hmm. and at the very end of the movie. He was fucking great. He's funny as shit. Yeah. Him and Tony Darrow actually got along really well. They're from the same school of thought. So also the Bill Chepo guy who plays the, the police officer that goes around like, you know, working on stuff, like trying to figure it out. He got the, the part because he met the girlfriend of Roy... From Kiss, and he thought she was beautiful, mm -hmm. and he was kind of attracted to her. I think he didn't say that, but I think he was attracted to her. And he was like, "Oh, great, you're with this fucking dorky dude." <laughs> he 
he actually said when he tried out for the audition, he had never acted. He's this big hawking dude. And he went up to one of the people and held the fake gun up to someone's chest. He said, if you laugh at me when I perform, I'll fucking kill you. And everybody gave him a round of applause. Mm -hmm. So he got that part. (laughs) (laughs) So he got that part. Yeah, like he even improv a little bit in there too. Same with Bronson. Same with the junkyard girl. The crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. It was played by a girl named Nicole. Okay. The crackhead one. The the real skinny one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she actually improved a lot of that, and she's actually does not talk like that. She doesn't cuss because there's a part where she's like, eh, "You fucking cunt!" Da-da-da. The whole time, she actually had to. Go, she said she dug deep to try to like get some stuff. So in a way, it was improv. Person. Yeah, but she had to do it separately and then practice it because she's not used to saying those words. Mm-hmm. So, but she did a good job. I thought she did a really good job. You know, so you know Fred, who is Mike Lackey, who is the like hippie-looking guy, mm-hmm. who's the main character pretty much, and he has the brother who's yeah. always like hooking up with the queen, the one, the assistant. They were originally trying to get someone that was 14 years old to play the younger brother, but a lot of the parents were trying to ask for like all this like insane amount of money. Yeah, like even after the movie was done and over with, they were trying to get like money from it because of the shit that they put him through. So they said, fuck it. Let's just try to find someone that looks 14 who's 18 years old so we don't have to deal with this bullshit. And they found this guy who had never acted before, who was fresh out of uh, graphic design, believe it or not, and they had him act in it. And he was like, perfect. I didn't think he was 14 necessarily, but he definitely looked younger. Yeah. She still has sex with a child. <laughs> right. I didn't even notice that. Basically. Like until like, Yeah. You think about it. And you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be like 16 at the oldest. Like, and she's at least, like, 30. Right. Like, that's gross. I mean, but nobody socially cares about that when it's the other way around, huh? Yeah, usually. That's about how it goes. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's a, it's, a, it's a badge of pride. It's a badge of pride. For a exactly. guy. It's not fucking rape. It's cool. Yeah. It's like, no. It's, it's like, I don't even rape. care I got raped. I just, it's a badge. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's voluntary, so it's fine. Like, I fucked her because I wanted to fuck her, <laughs> and even though I was 14 and she's 37, like, yeah. and fucking knows better. Right. That's yeah, what no, you tell your friends. It's a badge of honor, right. right? It's not like this nasty shit, but I swear to God, if some 37-year-old fucked my 14-year-old, I'd probably kill oh, her. Oh, fuck yeah dude so <laughs> well that's where the problem lies but i want to get into that right um miriam zucker who is the girl who plays the girl who gets raped in the tire hut yeah area the girlfriend of the mob guy yeah she was like she they called her a socialite well, yeah that's what like she is. whatever she is she was like a nobody like yeah, whatever throw away yeah sense. she was just an arm candy pretty much right. she actually had a similar incident that was in this movie in fact she said that when she first moved into new york she went home by herself and and decided to take the subway to save money. And her friends were like, no, no, you should just take a cab. You should take a cab. And she's like decided against it. But she was attacked by herself and hit on the back of the head so badly that she was unconscious for two and a half days. They uh, caved in the back of her head. She had three to about four months of recovery. She couldn't open her eyes. She couldn't open her mouth. She lost her hearing in her left ear. And when she did that scene, she said that she knew fully what was going to happen. She understood. But when she got pulled away by those other people that were fought, like grabbing her, she said her memory kicked in and it was no longer acting at that point. She's fucking scared. She was just fucking scared. And she not scared necessarily. She just said that it re 
It's PTSD. But she was joking <laughs> about it. Like, she was like, she wasn't like, oh, they put me through all this bullshit. I can't believe they did it. She's yeah, proud of the she movie. She signed up for it. She yeah, knew she, she knew was she doing. Was she was proud of it. She's very happy about it. She made jokes about it. She was just like, yeah, it just brought back memories. She was like, so when you see me screaming, she was like, that was actually me panicking because I just hadn't, you know, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Mm-hmm. So. It's crazy. Yeah. But, uh. There was also a scene in the movie, which I don't want to spoil too much, but there was a penis football match. It's amazing. uh, Which is pretty funny. Um, I still think it's sexist. It is. I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Like, throw genitalia around. Slap it on my mouth. Next time do a pussy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, that would be not okay. (laughs) be hilarious. (laughs) They, uh, but they loved this scene so much, like everybody that was involved in the movie, that they included it in the exploding big guy pop scene, and you can actually see the penis fly out (gasps) when it explodes. What? Like, if you freeze frame it, you can catch it. No jokes. I'm going to go fucking look at that when I get home. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to play Find the Penis. Um, when the bum finally gets his own penis, you know what I mean? And he grabs it and he jumps on the bus on the back and he's like, oh, there's a bunch of like little kids, right? Well, there was some debate on whether they should do second graders on the bus or a Hasidic Jews on the bus. Oh my God. And there was a bet. Like somehow they made some bet and somebody lost. And so they got the second graders. Made it a game. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> See what second I mean? Second graders or Hasidic Jews? Which one? So it's okay to like throw, you know. You know, put that on there, but not Hasidic. But it makes sense, too, because, you know, they clip the tip off. You know, the the Jewish thing. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's circumcised. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, another thing that, you know, we're going to be doing in the future here, by the way, guys, is uh, doing Necromantic 1 and 2. Oh, fuck yeah. By Jorg uh, Buterich. movies are Bo- fucked. Yeah, by uh, Jorg Buterich. Buterich. I can't say his name properly, but he actually got interviewed about Necromantic and he brought up street trash. He was worried about street trash because he thought he had the most famous dick scene until it came out. Yeah. And he said that he justifies that it's not the best dick scene, like penis scene or whatever, because his is a romantic movie while the other one is a comedy. (laughs) He laughed about it, of course. But, I mean, it's about fucking corpses, guys. Like, Yeah, if you've never seen those movies, like, <laughs> They're fucked. They're fucked. Um, also, the cop, the guy that plays the cop, his name is Bill the Cop in the movie. <laughs> but he's Bill Chappell. Bill the Cop. Who I've mentioned already. He was actually an ex-detective. So he was actually a police officer. He makes sense. He actually worked his way up to a detective. He was in an an insane accident where he got thrown out the windshield and thrown into a car, a moving car, and survived it. (laughs) This motherfucker's a tough-ass motherfucker. He's like a tank, so it makes sense. He really is. He's bigger than fucking um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's gigantic. He's big. Uh, Apparently, he was out, though, for like nine months during that time. Well, yeah. So... Not like two weeks. But... Put a Band-Aid on. He also lives in Tucson, Arizona. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's go pay him a visit. I know. I want to meet this man. Like, Knock I really kind of do just because yeah, I'm a fan. I definitely would love to interview him, though, to get his opinion about the, the thing. He seems to be very open about how he speaks about it, and it's really kind of endearing. His son is like this gothic kid, mm-hmm. 
who's like, you know, he's like, yeah, I grew up and like, it was the coolest thing ever. He was like, yeah, my dad puked on a guy after he beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? That seems great, too. But he's into weapons, he's into weightlifting, he's into riding bikes, and he's also into God. <sighs> Big time. So, I guess he's had a change of heart. He mentioned that a couple of times in the interview. But uh, Tony Darrow, who uh, had a uh, cane in the movie, who plays Nick Duran, was not a prop. He literally had his foot surgically worked on because he came up with melanoma and almost died. Oh, wow. Like, really bad. So, when he's walking around with that cane, he really is limping. It's so crazy. I think to have fucking skin cancer in your foot almost killed him. Right? Fuck. What a way to go. I know. I was like, dude, they show the stitches and shit in it, and it was like like five inches wide. Fuck. Like, at least... I think it's about five inches, right? That's crazy. Um, also, if you guys seen the the, the front of the uh, Viper bottle, you see like the girl with her wings spread out and her arms are open, kind of like uh, you would see in like a surgeon. But Denise LaBelle actually did the artwork for that bottle. So if you guys are looking for that, I think you can still get stickers, by the way, and make your own. Uh, also, they did a premiere for this movie in a garbage truck. <laughs> Excellent. So everybody was like hanging off the sides as a promotional thing. It's excellent. Um, a lot of people, like like everybody that was involved in a movie had a blast. Even Miriam Zucker, the girl who was in the, t- uh, in the tire hut, who gets raped, she bought her boyfriend a diamond ring and proposed to him that night. Oh, Yeah. That's cute. So she was like really, it was a real sentimental moment for her. So, but. I just got raped on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Marry me. Baby. <laughs> Do you love my scene? Because I love you. Because I love you. <laughs> Please marry me. Jesus, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie still co- a funny thing. Though, I like, think it is kind of funny, funny, yeah. Transition. <laughs> um, the film did kind of bomb, though, and they did treat the film kind of like a plague. Vestron pretty much just wanted to distribute it like a lost cause. Um, they basically said, oh, we're just going to distribute it kind of like a trauma film. And right. some of the people that were attached who were producers and, uh, you know, part of the movie were really upset about that. Others were like, whatever, fuck it. Like, this is kind of what I expected. I'm amazed it got this much fucking support to begin with kind of thing. Yeah. So it fought to get its cult status and to what it is today. It went through, you know, I mean, if you can imagine if you're even slightly offended by it today, then you can imagine back in 1987, it was also pretty crazy. Like nobody had ever seen anything like this movie. Like this was like way beyond distasteful. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much it for the trivia, though. I mean, do you have any favorite scenes that you uh, enjoy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Junkyard penis keep away. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, that's my I'm, favorite I'm offended scene. right now. <laughs> you should be. Fucking throwing dicks around? No, that's literally... What is this? It's man trying to emasculinate? <laughs> emasculinate? All right, what I don't know what I'm saying. Whatever. I, I, I was picking up what you were putting down. I'm playing like some crazy shit, but go it's ahead. Fine. Please tell me about the penis thing. <laughs> tell me all about it, Brittany. Please tell me all about it. Please. <laughs> Draw me a picture, make a visual. No, it's. I'm sorry if you don't like that scene, then you're stupid. Oh, it's, my, it's one great. of my favorite scenes. It's one of the most remember. <laughs> it's one of the most memorable scenes. scenes. Yeah. It is. It's fucking glorious. It's ridiculous. It fits. It doesn't but even fit in the movie, but it does. I guess technically, if I have to go chronologically, so before that point. Oh, so you're just name two off. I'm gonna right? do what I want. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do what I want. Thank you. Well, before we skip over that, let's talk about the penis scene. Okay. Keep going. 
Yeah, let's talk about dicks and shit. All right. So pretty much what happens is the Bron- Bronson, right? Crazy vet guy. Yeah, the junkyard penis football guy. <laughs> okay. He's no. the, he's like the he's like the the quarterback. He wants to kill or what? He's trying to kill. What's his name? Fred bearded bearded dude. Who Bronson? Yeah. For the dick football thing. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. No, he cuts off a fucking that, one of his lackeys. But what leads to that? Right. He's fighting Fred. Oh, and he gets pissed on. Yeah. And then the guys the. Other bomb puts his dick through a hole and starts to pee, right? Through and the he fence, yeah. is pissing on Bronson. So Bronson takes his knife and cuts the dude's fucking wiener off. And it's hilarious because he's just like, huh? Right. What? And like, he's like, did nothing there as he's peeing. Yeah. And he's and then all he, confused. Then he like goes back for a pass. Yeah. <laughs> they, they literally play like football keep away with this guy's <laughs> dick for like a good like three minutes. Yeah. It's hilarious. I think one of my favorite parts during that whole segment is when the girl like hides it under her doll. Yeah, she tries to keep it. And then fucking Bronson's like, hey, excuse me? Which like, is what the fuck? Better than what I thought she was going to do with it. Because right. the way that movie was going or had already gone, I thought she was going to take that and fuck herself with it. Oh my God. That's you, what I thought she was going to do. You thought it was that bad? Yes. That's pretty far. Well, that's right. Because it had already, all that crazy shit had already happened. It had already gone down there. It was a corpse that got fucked. Like, a chick got gay. But they didn't raped, show like, any, like, sex. They don't have to. That's, that's what I'm saying. Much. It's like alluding to that. So that's why I was like, oh, she's probably even... going to take this fucking penis and keep it as a fuck toy. And right. she's nuts. So I'm like, that's where they've kind of, that's the direction that my brain went with, like what they've alluded to in this movie already. So that's what I thought. And I was like, oh God, like, here we go. Like, she's going to fuck herself with this dick, right? Like, but she doesn't. She hides it under the doll's dress. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Like, she's going to keep it for safekeeping. I was like, okay. Like, maybe that's her intention, though. She's going to keep it as a dildo to use later. But who knows? <laughs> and then but eventually someone throws it. Yeah. And then eventually, like, someone throws it a little too far. You know, they throw it off, they miss. And. He kept, the original guy that lost his dick catches it. Yeah, the he's owner. Like, yeah, I got it. He's all excited, right? I would call that guy the owner. The dick owner, yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to get in a cab, and the cab driver's all, hell no, fucking leaves. So then he jumps on the back of a school bus full of second graders. Which is totally okay. Right, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no wrong with that. exposure or wrong anything going on in that fucking scene. No, you know, he would be a fucking registered child... Like a I don't know if he was like I didn't see the point. penis in his hand or it was anything. in his hand was it yeah was it in the window or was it, it was in... the hand that was on the side of the bus oh right. okay not on the back I didn't see it like I looked right. a couple of times he and I was like yeah, he was holding it. it when he jumped onto the bus so I'm sure it was probably in his hand okay either way it doesn't matter he still has his fucking like dick skin exposed or floppy pelvis area yeah, he didn't zip his pants up he's got a good bleedy. reason. Yeah, I mean, he's, he wants to get his dick fully. Put it on ice. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, it's so great. Oh my God, get it on ice. Get it on ice. And I'm like, no. One of my favorite scenes is uh, the Bert <clears throat> in the grocery store. Yes. He goes in. Genius. He's like stealing fucking groceries, dude. <laughs> and Bert is wearing the gas mask like he's in the fucking apocalypse, first of all. No, he, wears seeing, his yeah. he wears it around his neck. He wears it around his neck. Um, but he goes in, he finds a receipt on the ground that some lady drops and then goes in and tries to pretend like he's in case that he gets caught, he'll use this receipt to get out of it. And so this little white lady, this old, like, like we're talking, she's not alive now, kind of old lady. Like she was probably not alive much, many years after that movie. Immediately afterwards. Yeah. She probably didn't make it into the nineties. Kind of old. Yeah. Um, (laughs) sorry. I love her. She's all alive. She still. was cute. She was cute, but it was funny. She was a bitch. Fuck that old lady. So, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, she's stealing. <laughs> but anyway, she gets freaked out. She goes and tells some other uh, manager. And the manager comes back. And so it's like, Bert's this black guy. And the other guy's a black guy uh, who's a manager. And he's like, hey, she said that you've been stealing food. And he was like, you going to believe this old white honky over me? And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> During that scene, actually, Bert said that she should call him the N-word. And nobody agreed. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, he thought they. Everybody thought it was a little too much. So, but Bert, the guy who was stealing the chicken or whatever, who played the character fucking Bert, uh, Jarman, actually felt like she should say the N word, but nobody wanted to do it, including her. Uh, but anyway, that whole scene <laughs> of him, es- especially when he was like leaving and he's like throwing shit down. He's like, you motherfucking throwing, you believe that fucking old ass granny motherfucking honky over me. I was laughing, dude, because like he's like knocking shit over. He slams into that person. Yeah. Who's like an extra on the fucking movie. Just slams into him like really hard. Like a football linebacker. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that guy deserved. Honestly, I feel like him, Bronson. And maybe Bill were probably the best actors in that movie, in my opinion. Like, those are the characters I would have loved to see in other movies. Yeah. So, it's surprising that Bert never did anything, or Bert, Germain, did, never did anything else. Yeah, that's crazy to me, because like, he really never did anything else. No, and he actually went to school for acting. And mm. and part of the reason, he's, he was one of the people that did not improv, because he was always taught that you do not stray from the script. I'm curious to know, like, why, like, what happened in his life. I don't know. He ended up being into uh, working for a law firm or some shirt. He's a lawyer? I don't know. Uh, he started to talk about it. I didn't take any of the notes down because mm. I was like, whatever. Like, they talk about, like, what everybody's doing now. Yeah. I'm intrigued. One guy was like, nothing. Sitting on my couch. He was like, and- have you done anything interesting since you started? He was like, nah. Nothing. <laughs> He just stares at the screen and it goes to the next that's, person. That's <laughs> fucking hashtag screen name Pickle Fart. The way- <laughs> that guy. He's just Pickle Farting around. Hashtag Pickle Fart. Pickle Fart. God damn it. Check out twitch.tv. Dot Pickle Fart. <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash Pickle Fart. Yeah. Going live. Going live. <laughs> pickle Fart. I think I'm going to hashtag Pickle Fart Please. as my... As my, as my, like, the name of the stream for this the night. This is my new screen name. <laughs> if a- AOL Instant Messenger was still a thing, I would immediately make a screen name. That was Pickle Fart. So, what pickle is... Pickle Fart 666. <laughs> God. Satanic Pickle Farts. <laughs> Sorry. So, so what... Tell me some of your fucking other favorite scenes. Uh, Any melty, melty person scene. Well, what is your Literally favorite... any of them. Okay, so but... what is the first one that you saw that you were like, oh my God. Oh, the initial... Let me... Like, the initial one. The toilet he, one? Like, yeah, where he melts into the yeah, toilet. That's the legs most snap classic. off and shit. It's the legs glorious. snapping off is what... See, this is what I love about that scene. Like, I don't want to, like... Go ahead, describe it, and then no, we'll get I into it. No, I want to know what you love about it. I just love that they put in the extra effort. Like, Yeah, it's dope. Like, they, they, they went over so many different things. His chest, his hands, his fucking... His legs, his fucking snapping, his fucking going in the toilet. They even did, like, some cool evil dead fucking, like, roaming through the, the like, debris... Yeah. Into the, ...into the building... And the door kicks open, and then he's like, like, with his arm snapped off on the. No, it's just it's just the head popping out of the toilet. Well, and he's his hand that snapped is on the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he tries. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many factors. Like little, like most people would have just been like, oh, he's melting, and then we'll just cut. 
Right. No, they put in like... They put all their eggs into that basket. It was like f- seven different types of scenes yeah. in one scene. Well, that's this was their introductory moment to the effect that the Viper has on the person who drinks right. it. And so they literally put every egg into the basket with that scene because this is the one they pay the most attention to. Right. And they put the most work and detail into and it's and it fucking pays off. Which is funny because it's incredible. Because the uh the female special effects girl, Jennifer Aspinall, she actually wanted to have like she wanted to go like a deeper layer and say everybody's personality had a different color. Oh, I like that. And then, you know, like, depending on your personality, you would bleed a different color. I like that. But they just kind of made it random. Yeah, but I I like that idea. She said it got thrown aside. I I totally understand why, because that's that's a lot of logistics and, like, deep thinking for something that really doesn't need to matter. But it is, I like that she put in the extra effort, for sure. Okay, so one of my favorite scenes is just so random. Like, how can you not like it? Bill fights a gangster in the bathroom because the gangster is trying to kill Freddy because Freddy fucking... He's the hitman. Freddy first is the first person to sort of rape that girl and then leave her for all the other guys to rape her. And then it's the girlfriend of Jimmy Durant, or not Jimmy, Nick Durant. And so they find out who he is and that he lives in the junkyard and they try to kill him. And then Bill, the fucking cop, shows up at the same scene at the same time as he's chasing him out of the bathroom. And he goes in there and and then the the fucking gangster's like, I'll shoot you dead right here. And uh, Bill goes, wouldn't you rather die? Wouldn't you rather die in combat than rot in jail? Yeah. Like some sort of fucking Stupid. mental ninjutsu like fucking <laughs> yeah. shit. And like he's like, eh, fuck yeah, it. You're right. I would. So then they get in this tussle. It's like kind of a brawl. And then like he beats his shit out of the gangster and then fucking throws his head into the fucking urinal and then pukes on him. Like <laughs> sticks his finger in his throat and pukes on the dude's head. And it's like the Ew. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And you know who's in the art in the bathroom? Remember the guy like hears all the tussle and then mm-hmm. like comes out? That's the art director. One of the art. Oh directors. really? Yeah. Nice. Anyway, that's the guy whose stomach explodes, right? No, it's a different guy. Oh. They look. They have the same balding the same. pattern. Yeah. I thought the same thing, they look but really one's similar. one's bigger than the other. Okay. The exploding guy looks really familiar too. By the way, the popping bum. Yeah. I, he does kind of. I he thought does. the same thing, but I don't think it's it's not. It's not. Okay. I thought, well, like, maybe he was in, like, some Nick at Night show that I used to watch when I was a kid. I feel like he's in other things that I, I'm very familiar with, but, like, he always plays, like, a little subtle side character like that. I didn't see anything about him. No. So. He just looks like a guy. That was a really cool scene, though, the popping bum. No, it was fantastic. He's just like. <laughs> and his, his stomach blows up, and then. Uh, Freddy's about to drink the fucking Viper, and then a gust of fucking fart wind, like, yeah. makes him not interested. <laughs> like, there's always a reason why Freddy, for some reason, Freddy the jackass, who's, like, a rapist and, like, fucking everything else, fucking doesn't die, and, like... Yeah. Uh, that part was funny. That guy lives. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was funny. Because they still try and treat him like he's a good character. Yeah. Well, I throughout mean, throughout the entire movie, like I mean, it was different times, I guess. Right, a little but he's bit. still almost treated like I, like the hero character in a way. He was just like, "Leave me the fuck alone." But the funny part is when that big guy pops, 
Like you see Freddy jump <laughs> as the fucking like liquid is like chasing after him, and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> I kind of laughed. I thought that was funny. That's hilarious. Um, also like the end scene where the Bronson character, the King of the Bums, gets the settling uh, tank punched through his neck and head, and it knocks it off. Yeah, that was cool as that fuck. That was fucking cool. He like picks up Freddy to kill him. And then his brother Kevin like shoots that acetylene. Is it acetylene? I thought it was just a like a balloon helium tank. Well, it looks like a he- it's, helium it's some type tank. Of like a gas tank. But like, it's like a tank they use to like weld and shit. Something like that. I yeah. think I could be wrong. But it's some type of a tank that has a gas in it that. Yeah, whatever. he breaks off the tip of the fucking the tank. It goes shooting off into the fucking Bronson guy's head and neck, <laughs> rips his fucking head off. His body slumps down, and then you see his head, like, on the ground, and some girl jumps over it. It's the fucking queen of the junkyard, the, the assistant the Wendy. chick. Yeah, Wendy. Yeah, that little stupid nod, like, but she the jumps eyes. over, and his last thing before he dies is he sees up her skirt. Right. And then he dies, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, I it mean, was funny. But he's but... a scumbag, so yeah, it so would that make makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I and, thought. And, I was and like, he was, like, had a hard on for her anyway. <laughs> I watched this, and I'm like, so fucking stupid, but at the same time, this completely comes full circle. Well, and so if you look at where ex- she was, like, why would she be jumping over his head anyway? There's no reason. There's no reason. But There's it, no it, rhyme or reason But the it. eyes, when the eyes move, and his it was mouth so is open, cool. it was, looks like creepy. It was creepy. That's actually my other favorite scene, so thanks for ruining that for me, Alex. I just, I don't know. I think it's kind of fucking cool. No, it was awesome. That's that scene is fan. So why don't you tell one of your favorite scenes? And this is huge. T- well, it's at the did. end of the movie. I already did. No, we didn't talk about. Well, it. I was going to talk about that one. So go ahead. We just did. No, there's one more scene that you mentioned to me outside. Did I? What was I talking about? It's the one where James Lorenz. Oh yeah. At the very end. Like the end credit scene is fucking glorious, right? Because okay. <laughs> explain why he's there. Okay, so we we are introduced later or earlier in the movie to the doorman kid and then the mafia boss. And while they're in the uh, precinct and they're talking to Bill's character, there's the kids talking shit, all this fucking shit about the mob guys' fucking restaurants and <laughs> like he's just fucking saying everything. And he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you!" Like they're just like going back and forth. And he's like, Nick the you're, you know what they call you, right? Nick the Dick, right? He thinks he's fucking yeah. mafia. He thinks he's a fucking gangster. This guy wears fucking white shoes because yeah. he thinks he's a fucking gangster. He's fucking what did he call him? Fucking uh, Scarface. Yeah, he thinks he's fucking Scarface, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, he this kid is so fucking funny, and the the little one liner quips that he has are great. Well, them together in particular, them together is really like, funny. Cinema fucking magic. Like they are meant to be sharing scenes. Yeah, and they're from so, the same school of thought, which makes sense to me why they did this whole scene. I'm sure why that they, they added, added it yeah. at well, the end added for a reason, and it's great, and I'm so glad they did it. Um. <laughs> So he he's telling him the whole time that he's going to kill him. He's like, you're fucking dead. And he's like, but the guy went his protection. Like, I'm fine. I'm not worried about it. And Bill, the cop guy, is just like, no. <laughs> like, you're fucked, man. Like, yeah. you're fucked. He's like so, making fun. What did he call him? He made some fun. He's like, oh, you think you're fucking Scarface and all that other shit. And he's like, he's like, yeah, my mother fucking weeps because I work for you. Because I work for you. And he's yeah. like, well, I hope your mom's got a fucking white dress. I hope your mom's got dress. a black dress. Yeah. I love that line, too. He's like, well, he, I sure hope your, mother, your mother's got a black dress because she's going to need it. And it's almost like he pauses <laughs> to think of 
uh, it's almost like it seems like he's just pausing to uh, because he like really gets him. He get make hits it home, mm-hmm. but really he was probably just thinking of some funny thing. To probably joke. think of something <laughs> just back, yeah. But it works, yeah. And then top the end scene. But for then that. fast it's, forward to the end of the movie to the end, and all of a sudden it's the little doorman and he's tied up to a chair, <laughs> and there is. Two goons. Two goons behind him, and then there is what is named Nick, right? Yeah, Nick Duran. Nick Duran, and he's uh, gonna kill him. He's kind of like toying with him a little bit at this point, like before he's gonna fucking whack him, right? And then he has the viper in his pocket. In his pocket, and he takes a fucking swig of the viper, and obviously starts fucking melting. Nick Duran. Nick Duran does. And the whole time, he's, they don't show him melting, because I'm pretty sure they were far past the budget to be able to actually film that part, so they don't do it. Right. So it's just on the kid and the two goons that are behind him, and they're, like, making these faces as he's melting. And this kid is still talking shit to him, but he's still talking shit to this kid. This whole interaction, it's so fucking funny. Like, he's literally like, what does he say? Like, suck my dick or something like that. He's like... Nick says, suck my... I'm fucking... I'm gonna kick you in the fucking dick. Yeah, well, he says something about his That's dick. what Nick says. He says, I'm going to kick you in the dick. And then uh, the the doorman guy, James Lorenz, goes, kick me in the dick. Your fucking dick is fucking, fucking melting down melting the stairs. Melting down the stairs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, quick, get his <laughs> ring before it fucking melts. Yeah. Like, I want to be fucking king. Yeah, he's like, I'm still going to kill you. <laughs> like, you're still going to die. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, if you think about it, those goons would probably kill him, right? I, I think they do. You would think. Yeah, like, and he's telling them, kill him. Like, the whole time he's melting, he's telling the the goons to still do the job, right? Who knows if they actually do or not, but... Both of those characters, both those actors, I mean, actually really took a liking to each other, though. Like, they really they liked each other. great chemistry. Even Tony Darrow, who plays Nick Duran, plays, said that he he actually called him the, a young Robert De Niro. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he said he had a lot of the same charm as Robert De Niro. And it's funny because Tony Darrow was like so humble. He was like, you know, I'm not a real fucking smart guy. You know, I'm fucking so stupid that I I didn't even pass milk in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Glorious. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. We've kind of exhausted everything about this, guys. And we know, we know. It's run long, but you know what? If you got extra time, you got a little bit extra, you know, for the week. You know, if you are a fan of what we do and you enjoy it, got a little extra. Right. And speaking of which, if you enjoy what we do, tell your friends. Tell tell your your wife. Tell your fucking mom. Tell your kids. Tell your fucking mom. Daddy's got a fucking nice podcast for her right here to ride. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom, what you doing? Bop of the boopy. Hey, bop of the (laughs) boopy. Stupid. Anyway, <laughs> so what are your final thoughts on this movie, Brittany? I liked it. This is going to kill you. It's like a five to her. <laughs> no, it's not. I would give it more than that, honestly. I'd probably honestly. Probably give it like a seven out of ten. Really? Yeah, because the effects... Sound, are, the way yeah, you talked just, about it, it sounded like a, like a five or a six at the no, most. No, I would give it a seven out of ten because the special effects are amazing. I just wish there was more melty people and it focused more on the melty people and the story behind that, the fucking contaminated booze. But have you ever seen a movie like it? No. Is there anything you can compare it to? No. Slime City, maybe? No, maybe, yeah. But that's why, that's one of the biggest reasons why, too, it gets a seven out of 10 is because it's super fucking unique, but not in a, a cheesy, stupid, literal way like Thanksgiving is. 
I mean, this is it's in it a different on its own. It's, it's a different, it's a different category. Yeah, uh, this is a, is one of those movies that you can't categorize very easily. Right. So to give it like a ten in the category, it would be a ten in its own category yeah, because there is no other category. I really don't even. The only way I feel like it classifies as horror is because of the gore scenes or the melty scenes and stuff in the. I think it fits in guts, there, but it's to me, it's not a horror movie. The antagonist is the is the inanimate fucking right, viper. which I love that. So yeah. that was probably that's one of the most unique things about. I it. I think a sequel for this movie would have ruined it. Honestly, I agree. I would love to see. I would love to see somebody try to do it, but they. I don't think that anybody would ever give it the amount of budget that that, that it would need to make it a good movie, and it would look too pretty, and it would look too perfect, and it. Just, I don't want him to touch uh, it. I would never. Yeah, it's fine as it is. Yeah, someone's probably going to remake it now within the next um, two years and ruin it. My personal final thoughts on this is: first of all, you guys already know I'm a fucking fanboy of this film. (laughs) (laughs) Even with its less tasteful and probably depraved moments for most of the the majority of people, why do I feel this way? Because personally, as I've mentioned many times before, there is nothing like it. The tone, the characters—it's completely unique. Mm -hmm. The people in it were too. It's a kick-ass movie. If you haven't seen it and you love special effects and you just like to have fun and not necessarily it's it's done well. Like there is some really good work in this movie, like from a lot of different angles. So I hope that if you watch it, you'll see that, too. And you can overlook maybe some of the, you know, questionable uh, moments that maybe right. some people might not look at properly uh, or not. I wouldn't say properly, but I might not look be able at, to get past. Yeah, they might not be able to get past it. You know, it, I, I don't think it necessarily glorifies um, rape. I think what they're trying to say is that there's this underworld that's seedy and it's kind of like what we expect to think of bums. Right. More than it is about glorifying some sort of fucked up shit. But anyway, with that said, fuck you. <laughs> not, not Brittany, you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. We hope your mother has a black dress because <laughs> she's going to need it. <laughs> no, but guys, yeah, but guys, excellent quote. We're going to fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, guys, I hope that if you do celebrate anything this week, I fucking hope you have a blast with your family, your friends, or even by yourself. I know that, you know, I've had many a misfit Thanksgivings and misfit Christmases because I'm like a lone soldier out here. We won't judge you if you stuff your own turkey. Yeah. And then if what you want to stuff saying. mine, I'm all about it. Alex so. is Just, inviting you to stuff his turkey. Yeah. Check check with Christina first. I'm sure she'll be cool with it. That's fine. <laughs> But guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Share the fucking shit out of this. Give us a fucking rating and review on iTunes if you get a chance. And uh, we always appreciate that shit. We love you guys. Stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.